Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. We'll have Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, bottom of this hour. And Jeff is going to fill us in on exactly why Russia would do this, what we should be doing to stop it. I even asked him what, uh, what, what Biden should say in the State of the Union address tonight. We will get into that as well. If you'd like to comment on what you think Biden should say in the State of the Union, we'll get to that this hour, too. We're going to get you a, a, the latest update, the wrap, on what it is that's going on in Ukraine today. And again, they're not the, the pushover that Russia thought they would be, although I don't know that Ukraine can hold them off very long. Um, but, but also, we have the definitive definition or the definitive terminology by the Vice President of the United States as to what's really going on in Ukraine. Carrie, have you heard this one, what the Vice President has to say mm, about yeah. Ukraine? She really spells it out. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering who she was talking to. Exactly uh, she was on, audience. Who are audience? She was on a morning radio show uh-huh. called The Morning Hustle. So as much okay. as it may have sounded like she was talking to two-year-olds, she uh-huh. was talking to an adult audience on the way to work on the radio. Okay. So we'll get into gonna, that. Yeah. Okay. But I, no, no, well, we're going to get there. Big time broadcastees. We're going to make that happen okay. on a Tuesday. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Crazy Train Tuesday is how we do. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing? I'm okay. That's Polo. Get it done. Sam in the house. You know it. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. Carrie, you want to do the story first and the latest, or do we want the vice president to explain it first? Um, it's a, completely up to you. I guess let's do the vice president since we talked about her. Well, I mean, because you're going to get complicated. You're going to give us actual news. You're going to give us facts. You're going to make us think. <laughs> you know, you're going to. I'm sorry. You're gonna, I know, right? You're, you're going to actually do the job, which is yeah. crazy. Um, Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, or as uh, as Biden calls for the president of the United States, and it turns out Jill Biden also calls her mm. the President of the United States, was on something called the Morning Hustle. She was on the phone, clearly on speakerphone. She couldn't be bothered with picking up the phone. But she's on the phone with the Morning Hustle. Now, do we know anything about the Morning Hustle? Who who hosts the Morning Hustle? No, never heard of it, actually. The Morning Hustle, yeah. Uh, hopefully they, they must do a good job. they got the Vice President somehow. I would say so, yeah. But, um, you know, I because yesterday I said I don't really know What's going on? Kind of a dumb guy on the radio. I don't know what's yeah. going on, and um, I don't agree with that statement. But um, oh. and then we have Atticott on t- t- today, where I'm going to, hey, Jeff, I don't know anything about anything. Can you fill me in? It turns out you could have just gotten Kamala on to say this. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on. First of all, why 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 are we calling it the Ukraine? I have no idea. It is not the Ukraine. It is Ukraine. We also say the Sudan. 
Why? I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why people do that. It's Sudan. It it's Ukraine. Yeah. 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 So why do we say the Ukraine? I, and I, I never really get a good answer, to be honest. All right, let's go back at it. Again, this is, hey, look out. This is the Morning Hustle. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So... Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists <laughs> next to another country called Russia. What? Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. What? Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. What? So basically that's wrong. <laughs> I kid you not. Hmm. That's what she said. Okay. So basically Ukraine is a country in Europe. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a second. Grab a piece of paper and a pencil. You ready? Everybody ready? Ukraine is a country in Europe. Russia is another country in Europe. It's a bigger country and it's powerful. Russia decided to invade Ukraine. And that's basically what's happening and it's wrong. Did I give people adequate time to write that down? I think so. Give him, uh, give him a couple more seconds to really let all that. Tell you what I'll do. I'll play it one more time. I'll, I'll I'll play it one more time because I I might have misconstrued. Maybe I was out of context. I tried to paraphrase, but here she is again. Again, this is. I think this guy's name is Mr. Hustle. I'm pretty sure his name is Morning Hustle. They just call it The Morning Hustle because it's named after him. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. Okay. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. <laughs> she says, basically, that's wrong? <laughs> Why is she asking you a question at the end of that? So, I mean, you can't argue with what she said. What she said is factual. Well, yes. But what, do you think that she is so... But why go that... Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Basic. Um, elementary. Yeah. Elementary. Um, rudimentary. Sure. Why? Why? Why go? That, why go that far? Why? Why um, be remedial about it? Yes. Yeah, I don't. No, I'm with you because I, I mean, th- there's nothing she says there that's incorrect. Those things are correct. Do you think that she thinks that Mr. Hustle in the morning there? Do you think that that she thought that he re- like when you say layman's terms? Is that what she thinks a layman is? Well, I don't know. Maybe I would think. That's not what I would consider, you know, in layman's terms. Um, so basically, uh, Ukraine is a country in Europe. Russia is a country that also exists next to Ukraine in Europe. It's a larger country. It's a powerful country. They decided to invade Ukraine, and that's wrong? Okay, gotcha. Now, if you don't mind, this is going to be, I guess, way above rudimentary Listen, way no. above remedial way above layman's terms this is going to be pen and paper this no. is going to be this is going to be like uh, if you are really like extremely intelligent like no, way beyond the layman go. those little layman way down there give us fill us in if we had a brain go ahead 
Okay, from NBC News, hours after Ukraine, President Zelensky accused Russia of war crimes in state terrorism Tuesday. He received a standing ovation from the European Parliament as he vowed to keep fighting for his nation's freedom. His words caused a translator to choke up during the speech, which was delivered by video link. Earlier in the day, an intensifying Russian assault pounded the heart of Ukraine's second largest city, fueling fear civilians would bear the brunt of the attack. Russia hit major cities across Ukraine with increasingly heavy shelling as the conflict escalated on on its sixth day. Meanwhile, a vast convoy of Russian forces threatened the capital, Kyiv. Ukraine's Ministry of Internal Affairs said Russian forces hit a television tower in the city on Tuesday, killing five people. In a video message, Zelensky vowed to defend Kyiv and sought to rally both his country and the international community against what he called outright undisguised terror from Moscow. No one will forgive. Nobody will forget, he said. You know, I saw some video um, earlier today of that video, and the guy's very stern in what he says, and he's he's doing all he can to support his country. Then you're seeing video like where an apartment complex was like bombed. I'm like, really? You're just dropping these cluster bombs uh, wherever you feel like doing that. You've got the tanks rolling down the street. Uh, it just, it, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. But I mean, it, it's for me, it is really disheartening because wasn't Kamala Harris just, you know? in Europe the other day, she might still be there. I don't know. I don't think she is, but she's in Europe the other day. And the things that she's saying in front of Germany, I mean, was just, what are you talking about? Mm. Just, just the, her mm. tone and her cadence. And, and again, she sounds like she's like an elementary school teacher. I don't understand why she's doing it that way. Uh, unless she really doesn't want to be there and doesn't get it and just doesn't care. I'm not sure what it can possibly be. So uh, I'm going to put this out there. Number one, why is the administration acting so weird on this whole Ukraine thing? Is it because of Biden's deep ties there? Two, when you see what Russia is doing, if you have a different angle on what, why you think they're doing it other than reunifying the Soviet Union, because keep in mind, they control Belarus, which is right next door the other way. Poland, however, is a, a NATO country, which is also on the border of Ukraine. And uh, that makes for a very interesting happenstance. If Russia tries to go there, if there's like one ounce of Polish blood, now suddenly you're attacking NATO. That's a different story. Should we have said, Ukraine, you're in NATO to stop this from happening from the beginning? And what do you think that Biden might say tonight? And I'm going to say this because it's my opinion. I don't know this to be fact. But I think that he'll probably do a better job with the speech than any appearances we've seen recently, because I think they load him up full of adrenaline or something. I think they, they shoot him up with something or he drinks something. There's something going on to where when he needs to be, like in the, in the debates against Trump, I mean, he was still angry, he was still odd, but he was more on his game than in his daily life when he's grabbing an ice cream cone or when he's walking feebly you know, with a mask on a thousand feet from anybody to the White House. I think they'll probably load him up full of something. But there might be, I mean, there might be a moment tonight where he just gets into angry old man again. Carrie, what do you have? Mm, okay, you want the no, it sounded, no, no, it said no, no. It sounded like you were saying something. No, it's okay. Uh, what we'll oh, no, do sorry, now? I'm just trying to clear my throat. No, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that coming up. Carrie's a okay. little under the weather. Still sounds better than most. Just gonna put it out there. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. We're coming right back. You're listening to Joe Pags. Oh, 
Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Appreciate you being here. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott in about 11 or 12 minutes. Quite a lively discussion during the break with the crew about Ukraine, the Ukraine, the Sudan. Uh, but Polo, he crossed the line. He crossed over when he said, I think they called it the Ukraine in the Olympics. I think you're right. I think that the announcers probably called it the Ukraine. The reason why, I assume, that the English-speaking population called it the Ukraine, because it's like the United States, the United Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR, and because there's a U there, we just stupidly add the article. There, there's no the. It'd be like calling it the Italy, the Lithuania, the France. It doesn't make any sense. It's just Ukraine. But I get it. And then Polo came back, as well as always the naysayer. And it was not, not a bad response. He said, yeah, but you call it the talk. It's not the talk. Well, no, it's not. I call it that to show how old and out of touch I am and that I'm trying to sound hip and cool. Something that's very hard for me. So, yes, if you haven't stopped by the talk, it's almost at 30,000 followers, by the way. 29,800 followers on the talk. I, I, what? What are, you, what are you breathing loudly about? It's the talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got really one about isn't. General Milley oh. is, is going to Europe. Uh, that one's doing pretty well. Almost 7,000 views on that. And uh, also there's one about where your tax dollars went. Did you see where the tax dollars went? No. Do I want to know? $5 million, Carrie Lockie. $5 million. Where'd it go? Went to people who sell crack pipes. No. $5 million. No. $5 million. And it's not crack pipes. It's the crack pipes. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> Got so it. stop by, if you're on the talk, if you're on the TikTok, if you're one of the two billion people that are on there, it's at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. It's an interesting conversation. Look, I love language, and I love finding out why people say things. I don't know why we ever started calling it the, the Sudan, because it sounds like the Amazon or something. I, why, why would you say the Sudan? Why would anybody say that? Anything, Carrie? Again, not sure. I do not know why they're putting a the in front of it. But get to the talk. Feel free to. It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, line three. Jim is in, uh, is it Michigan or Montana? Michigan. Jim, what's going on? Hi. Michigan. Hey, um, Joe, I, I have Miss Harris for, for geography. I just have a question. Is what she told us, is that going to be on the test tomorrow? It, it might be. I, 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 here's an easy way to remember it. They're both countries. One is good. One is bad. I hope you're going to be okay. Jim sounds like he's in distress, Gary. He was in distress over the, the possibility of, of like a, a little kid in class. Yeah, Like uh, like a, a pop quiz was going to come up, come up or yeah. something. Um, yes, everybody, the two countries, one's larger, and what they're doing is wrong. When somebody says to you, can you tell me in layman's terms, uh, like like I talk about you know doing these, these computer uh, stuff, I'm doing all sorts of software things, I'm learning about something called Proxmox and, and uh, virtualization and hyper, uh, hi- hyper virtualizers and all this stuff, right? And, and like, it's all right. great. If somebody said, what are you working on? I wouldn't say, well, one thing in the box with the keyboard and the mouse is a computer. <laughs> this one is a different yeah. computer. I'm trying to make this computer more like another computer that you may have seen before. Any questions? It just it's, it See, would be so stupid. It sounds like you're talking to first graders. Yeah. I mean, what I would say if you said in layman's terms, "What are you working on until five o'clock in the morning?" I would say, "Well, one is Windows 11 that I've upgraded to, and just making sure my stuff works. The other one is is um, OS X Monterey, an Apple." operating system, one operating system by Microsoft, one operating system by Apple, um, and I'm trying to make them work together using the same keyboard, the same mouse. And that, that is not that difficult to understand. What I just said is understandable to anybody who doesn't do you know, in-depth technical BS. Somebody has more knowledge about it, you can you could step it up and tell them more. I would never say one box computes things. The other box does the same thing, but just differently. Wait, what is that? Yeah. 
I know. I know. I guess layman's terms means something else to the vice president than it does to a lot of others. She doesn't understand what layman's terms mean. I mean, she's such an uppity person. She is somebody who has been raised in a privileged way and yet the entire time has learned to act like she's not privileged. It's very strange. But when you hear her, like like if you said, how does gasoline run your engine? Now, I can get into the technical and the, the compression levels and the pistons and the rings and the, the oil bearings and all this stuff. Or I can say, you mix gas with oxygen, you compress it, and then explode that that mixture to make the pistons go up and down. That's not that hard to understand. That's pretty layman. Now you can get into the fuel injection, how much pressure do you have to have, and how much drivetrain that. You can, you, can, you can get as technical as you want, but if somebody's in layman's terms, Kamala Harris would say, you get in the car, it has doors. You put the key in the ignition, <laughs> you turn it, and press on that pedal to the right. Really? Yeah, yeah. But you, you just want to scream. Like don't you that. want to scream? No. Well, yeah, a little Nobody bit. listening yeah. to that radio show listened to that and said, oh, well, I, I have a good understanding no, now. I now I get what's going down. Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. Big countries, little countries. It is wrong. She's so right. Let me go back at it and say hello and welcome to uh, line one. Greg, what's going on, Greg? Hi. Hey, Joe. Good to hear from you. Hey, uh, I just talked from the car off the work. I'm going to put you on hold. I, I, Sam, can he fix his phone? Please put it by his face. Did he say glad to hear from you? Did I call, Greg? You did not, actually. Because when they say I'm glad to hear from you, it, sounds, it feels as though I called I him. I know, but they, you know, they may be a little confused. They're nervous. But I, am I wrong? Did, did Greg not come on and say, hey, Joe, how's it going? I know, I, what is that? Out okay. Then I don't want to have to his phone. I can't hear out of your cheek. Put your face on it. Okay, he's back on hold. Greg, let's see if we can do it again. You're glad to hear from me. What else is going on? So I was hearing your snippet from the morning talk show where Kamala Harris answered his uh, question. And, you know, I've had lots of corporate training about white supremacy and and all that. Right. You know, it looked to me like that was proof that Kamala Harris is a white supremacist. All right, Greg, thank you. That 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 was worth getting him back on, wasn't it? Kamala Harris, it turns out, is a white supremacist. Okay. I had no idea. Hmm. I didn't. I did not know. Uh, Sam, uh, two or five? You you choose. Two or five? Only have time for one. Two. All right, Edward. What's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Um, just real quick here. Yeah. I I'm, I'm trying to figure out what happens whenever it's two bad guys, you know, fighting each other. Okay, because Ukraine can apparently be bought, and everybody forgets the whole debacle whenever Biden said, "I'll be dang." You know, and he was fired, you know, with the prosecutor. Okay? Yes. Then, of course, you know, per Kamala Harris's layman terms, whenever a big guy invades the, the small one, that's bad. Yes. Okay, then you have that. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, are, are, they, are they not lifting their finger because of what Russia has on their administration? Are they scared to get into it because of NATO? Because just like you said, you know, I mean, our, our our last president would have said, yes, you're in NATO. Congratulations. You're protected. Have a nice right. day. Right. You know, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it, it makes you wonder why isn't the political uh, the political swamp calling on everybody to get involved in it? I mean, are they scared about 
you know, losing their money laundering partner over there. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Here. Edward, thanks. Edward actually called in to say he's looking forward to seeing if somebody says, let's go Brandon tonight. and completely changed the topic when I got him on. Appreciate you, Edward. Keep it here. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Atticott, when we come back. Joe Pags. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have my friend on. He's a lieutenant colonel. He's, of course, a, a great lawyer as well. Warrior Defense Project founder. It is uh, Jeffrey Atticott. Jeff, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Good to see you too, Joe. So I say this on the air, and I just talked to you about this a minute ago. I don't know why Russia decided, hey, Ukraine is my neighbor. Let me grab Crimea and just take it. You know what? Why don't I go ahead and grab you know the eastern part as well? Oh, now we're at, at Chernobyl. We've taken that over. We're killing a bunch of people, and we're in Kiev. And I don't honestly know why this is going on. We know that Ukraine um, lost Crimea during Obama, who said, hey, you better stop it. And then now you've got Ukraine just under siege by by Putin uh, while Biden's in office. Nothing, of course, happened for four years under Trump. But Jeff, if you can, just treat me as dumb as I am. What the hell is going on? Why does Putin think he gets to just invade Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, uh, human history, unfortunately, is written in blood. And you have certain totalitarian regimes that have characteristics that are in common, single party rule, uh, large part of the, G- the GDP devoted to the military, no freedom of speech, uh, you know, no capitalism, no laissez-faire, and they get aggressive. And 85% of all wars are started by totalitarian regimes. They're the ones that start wars, and basically they just want to grab more territory, more power, more more. So why is Putin doing it? Well, he tells us. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to you know, get the band back together again. Basically, I want to recapture some of what the Soviet empire had. And, and that's what he tells us he's doing. And that's what he is doing. We talked about Crimea at the time. And you made it clear to me that it's some sort of a very vital area when it comes to uh, ports and bringing things in and out. And, and Russia want to control of that. They say that it was historically theirs. I guess there was a big ethnically Russian you know, population there. And there was really not much resistance at all there. Now Russia, and uh, b- before Putin did this, he said historically and traditionally, eastern Ukraine is Russian anyway, and the people there are ethnically Russian. The way that I relate that, though, Jeff, and tell me if I'm just getting it wrong, is there are a lot of people in the southwest portion of, of the United States who think that, you know, or who are ethnically Mexican, but they're not trying to take, uh, give Texas back to Mexico. I guess La Raza might be. But, I mean, there's not really a push to say, hey, we're Mexican anyway. We must as well just be part of Mexico. So what makes him say, hey, I'll just grab this part of Ukraine. There are a bunch of Russians there. Why is that okay? Yeah, I mean, America is, you know, literally a melting pot. One of the things that brings us together is we don't identify ourselves by race, color. You know, we're Americans. You ask, what are you? We're an American. Right. Uh, That's one of the things. That's one of our, our greatest strengths. Uh, but on the other hand, for the, for the, for the Russians in the Eastern part of Ukraine, there's no, you know, insurgency and Crimea, there's no, you know, uh, you know, guerrilla warfare against the Russians. They want to be with Russia and people have that right. Now the Western part of Ukraine, they don't want to be with Russia. And that's the, you know, that's the part of course that, uh, that our president initially, when he said, you know, gave his initial remarks on all this 
about a month ago. He said, well, if they take a little bit, we're not going to do too much. And that's what he was kind of letting slip. That and, and, and then the spin masters all say, I ah, didn't really mean that. He didn't really mean to yeah. say that. He did mean to say that. But yes. Jeff, and again, I'm just being dumb guy on the radio. If they're ethnically Russian and they want to be part of Russia, go across the border, go back to Russia. It's right there, literally. Why is the only answer for Putin? Let me just take that land. This is 2022, man. This isn't 1641. You don't just get to say, I want that. Let me go take it. Right. And and I think that's, you know, Putin is using that as an excuse to take the entire enchilada, as we would say. Yeah. So you might have some arguments that people have the right to secede and form their own country. That's how we got here. But you, when, when the eastern, when the western part of Ukraine said, we, we don't want to secede, we like our country. So he is using that as an excuse. He's parlaying. Uh, you know, the fact that Crimea voted to join Russia and maybe you can make some of the arguments on the border there. But he's using that as an excuse to go way too far. He's the aggressor. Uh, all these folks on the Internet, you know, they're wrong. Under the rule of law, he is engaging in violation of Article 2324 of the U.N. Charter. And he is the aggressor, no question about it. And, of course, the next issue is, well, what are we going to do about it now? That's, you know, hold up your hand and there's five fingers. This thing could go one of five ways or, or six ways. It's we don't really know what's going to happen, except it appears to me that the Russians have no desire to engage in peace talks. Uh, they want to take away the current Ukrainian government that was elected and they want to replace it with a government that's friendly to Russia. And perhaps in, in time they might pull back and allow Ukraine to be a state. But again, who's going to stop them? I mean, that's what he wants to do. Uh, who is going to stop him? You know, our president has made it very clear that we are not going to put boots on the ground. Uh, there are about 20 countries in the world right now. They're sending all sorts of supplies and anti-tank weapons, ammunition, food. But that's not going to stop the Russians. It is uh, a, makes it feel good, but it's not going to stop them. Right. And and there's this whole question of the U.N. and, and NATO and all this other stuff. And I want to get into that in a second. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, he's the director of the Warrior Defense Pro- Project. Uh, amazing job that, that he does. They're also a great author. Go find his books on Amazon. And FallenAngel.film is still the, the link that we have up there for you. Hopefully people will stop by there as well. What's the whole NATO angle? Russia and Putin keep on claiming that we have to do this. Because if we don't, they're going to add Ukraine to, to NATO. And now if Ukraine were in NATO, which we've never said we were going to do as far as I know, unless Biden made a mistake and said it, but he didn't mean it. Um, but, but if Ukraine were in NATO and Russia goes in, it's as if he's attacking us, right? That's right. If it was a member of NATO, we would be obligated by treaty to respond. But again, I think that's another Putin excuse. I mean, he, he wants Ukraine. He said all along, I consider this part of the Soviet Union in the past, which it was. And I want to recapture it. And he has no legitimacy to do that because Ukraine is a member of the United Nations now. Um, So why is this occurring? Why is no one coming to the aid of Ukraine? Oil. Uh, I mean, that's the bottom line is the the Russians have built a lot of nuclear facilities and they primarily rely on nuclear power, a lot of it. And they export oil. I mean, we imported, what, 670,000 barrels of Look at my yeah, 670,000 barrels a day. A day, yeah, almost 700,000 a day. And again, if we had to close the Keystone pipe down, pipeline down, when I say we, Biden, uh, we could have had about 870,000 barrels a day access to that oil. Uh, and so we're still importing, let's just round it off, 700,000 barrels of Russian oil a day. Uh, and so on the one hand, we're saying, you know, we're not going to deal with you, we're going to sanction you. On the other hand, we are buying his oil. And so the oil is the one thing that we're not sanctioning 
That's the only thing that's going to draw his attention is if you get serious about that. And the reason we're not doing that, of course, in my opinion, is the Green New Deal, this never-never utopianism that somehow we're going to replace fossil fuel with windmills. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, well, well, that's, well, this is all in yesterday. Jen Psaki was asked about that. The circle back Psaki at the, at the white house. And her answer wasn't, let's start up the Keystone XL pipeline. She said, we were getting nothing from that yet. Well, if you finished it, you'd be getting, as you said, over 800,000 barrels a day. You yep. can shut off Russian oil. I heard somebody on Fox, Dagan McDowell yesterday say, why don't we shut off Russian oil and take it from Venezuela who, yeah, we're mad at them, but it's nothing like they're taking over the country next door. And that would, that would kill Putin as yep. well. They don't want to do that. Saki's answer was Jeff, I, I promise you, she said, we need to stop our reliance on foreign oil. We need to stop our reliance on oil and find other means of energy. Like, as you said, we're going to snap our fingers and my car can be filled up with a windmill. It's not going to happen. So they, even today, with Russia in Crimea or, or in Ukraine, um, in, in Kiev, ready to take over the entire country, they're still saying something stupid like we have to go green. What, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, I think their brains are so open. They're so open-minded with this Green New Deal that their brains have fallen out of their head. Yes. Uh, they are disoriented to reality. And hopefully this is a wake-up call to a lot of people. You know, I, as my great-grandmother used to say, you can wish in one hand and spit in the other, honey child, and see which one fills up first. <laughs> yes, I wish we had an energy source that produced no pollution, and wouldn't that be nice? But there's no such thing. We need energy to drive our economy. We're going to need it for another several hundred years until we develop something that really does work. Uh, electricity by windmills and solar panels will not do it. It never. It was never a viable option, and it's absolutely absurd, and, and they're still clinging to this nonsense, but it's all driven by the oil. Um, and so we were energy, and we don't need to get it from Venezuela. We were exporting it yes, <laughs> just we were. under the Trump administration. We were producing more oil then than we are now. Why is the difference? Literally, well, literally go, go back to the Trump policies today. Don't do anything else. Just go back to those policies and it fixes itself. And suddenly we can shut off Russian oil. I don't know why we're not shutting off Russian oil. Uh, Jeff, why didn't, uh, why didn't Putin try this during Trump? Was he afraid of Trump? Yes. Because, because, of course, the, the left is saying, well, Trump was Putin's puppet, and Putin, Putin didn't want to make him look bad. How stupid is that? I mean, no. if you've got a puppet and somebody who's an easy pushover, then you take over the entire region, don't you? Well, yeah, Trump, clearly, anybody knows that President Trump, whether you like him or not like him, he understood deterrence. And he used lawful violence when he had to, i.e. ISIS, and other countries, other bad guys around the world saw what he did there, saw that no other president had done such a thing, and they said, well— this is not the time to move. Totalitarian nations will move when they perceive weakness. And so the reason that they're moving now is obviously in their minds, they perceive weakness in terms of our national foreign policy. And, and when you announce what you're going to do, that's ridiculous. I mean, Obama announced our surge and when we're going to withdraw. Biden announced ahead of time, well, we're never going to send troops there. Well, that's just like giving him a green light. Yeah. Exactly right. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, the uh, Warrior Defense Project. He's the director. Make sure you look them up and help them out if you can. He's doing great work uh, with, with people who are veterans, people still in the military, in fact, who've got legal issues, and you're doing great with that. FallenAngel.film. How does this thing end? Um, because uh, we keep hearing reports, and I don't know if these are trumped up by, by the media, but that Ukraine is giving them more resistance than they expected. Of course, our Stinger missiles are working very effectively against Russia. And now, of course, we're saying that uh, um, Putin now has a mental issue. 
that I had never heard of before either. How does this thing end? Is Russia going to win here? Will we be, we be able to help out enough morally and through actual equipment uh, to push them back? What happens now? Well, I'll put on my military hat, having done 20 years in, in the military. So from my perspective, first of all, the Russians thought it would be an easy advance. They didn't go heavy and they saw the pushback. And so they want to minimize civilian casualties because when you when you do a full scale invasion, you've got to go heavy. You've got to bring in the artillery. Uh, you've got to you know, you got to do what you got to do. The Russians didn't do that. And they were bloody. Uh, they paused. And now they decided, yes, we're going to we're going to have to go in and crunch. We're going to bring artillery in. We're going to bring heavy armor in. We're going to encircle the place. And that's what they're doing right now. They're, I, I predict Ky- Kiev will probably fall within two days, if not sooner. Uh, they want to decapitate the government. And of course, they want to shut off the border along with Poland, so the Europeans cannot send in additional ammunition and supplies. Uh, that's what they're looking at. But right now, if the Ukrainians had air, man, you've got a 40-mile-long convoy. They're sitting ducks, and the Russians, of course, are moving that convoy with no opposition. They rule the air, uh, and so they're now coming in heavy. And you know. Uh, it's tragic to see what's occurring on the ground. But again, the time to stop a bad guy is before he attacks, yeah. not after they attack. We well, should have done they, the deterrent factors way before this. Jeff, why did they go in from Belarus? Does he control Belarus? Belarus is a, is basically, yeah, they're a client state to Russia. And that's why he's operating many of his forces from Belarus. So that's what he wants Ukraine to be, a client state to Russia. Why, why can't we? I know they're permanent members of the Security Council. So what? You guys are bad guys. You're evil. You're killing civilians. Why can't we kick them out? Well, if we had that approach, and I agree with that, we'd have to kick out half the members of the United Nations yeah. or totalitarian regimes. They're non democratic. Uh, but what is the, I, I guess, I guess the better question is what, what is the United Nations doing? Well, how effective is it? It's just some place that we inject a billion dollars into every year in New York city, just to have a bunch of idiots sit around and look at each other. What are they accomplishing if they can't stop one of their members from just killing a bunch of people next door? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, a, I do not worship at the altar of, of internationalism, yeah. nor do I worship at the altar of the United Nations. Anything that's ever been done positive in the world, the United States has led the way, not the United Nations. One last question, and this, this is going to sound really dumb now that they're invading. Why don't we just say, you know what, we weren't going to, but now they're part of NATO. Back out or else you're going to feel the force of the world. Is that just that that means nuclear weapons and that's the whole world ends if we do that? Yeah, I think we've we passed that point. We, we should have been talking tough and acting tough months ago. Uh, the Trump policy worked. Uh, the Biden administration should have continued that Trump policy. And, uh, you know, who's who knows where we'd be right now today. But we are where we are today. I support the president, what he's trying to do. Uh, He's in a very tough situation now. But I think much of this he brought on himself with his with his uh, national security policies, because the Russians saw what happened in Afghanistan and they gauged uh, this administration and they calculated what they were going to do. Yeah, those are pretty much hard, cold facts. And suddenly North Korea is testing nukes again. Suddenly you've got China flying planes over Taiwan. You've got bad actors around the world going, well, if America's not going to do anything, we might as well just do anything we want. Um, I, we're, I, we're doing an Iran deal, though. Didn't you hear? We're oh, yeah. And we'll be back in the Paris, the Paris Accord, too. Yeah. We're all set. John oh. Kerry the other day, Jeff, literally said, oh, man, this stinks. Now we're going to take our eyes off of climate change. I mean, this is how stupid they are. It's unbelievable. I, I said last question. I mean it now. What do you need? What, what does America need the president to say tonight in this State of the Union address? 
I'm going to adopt the Trump policies and then keep it real short and then fire everybody around him and hire people that actually, you know, know what they're doing in terms of running a nation and standing up to the dictators of the world. Of course, that's not going to happen, but that would be my advice if I was his legal advisor to get rid of the people that have been advising you of these disastrous policies from our border to our uh, economy to everything from A to Z and go back to the basic foundational things that made us a great country and it will keep us a great country. Yeah. That's what I tell him. I'm with you. Jeff, I appreciate the knowledge. I appreciate you taking the time. It's Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, the director of the Warrior Defense Project. Warrior Defense Project. Go and support them. Also, FallenAngel.film. Thank you so much for the knowledge and the friendship, Jeff. Let's talk again soon. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Joe Pag Show. Always great information from Jeffrey Atticott, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, uh, Warrior Defense Project. Go and check that out. He does great work uh, in bringing a, a good, proper legal defense to, to military members or veterans who are facing uh, you know, some so, something that is untoward and something that they shouldn't be facing. He does a great job with it. He's got cases that he works on all the time, and we'll certainly have him back on to talk about some of those. Let me tell you in the meantime about um, Stamps.com. The time is money. You know that. You're going to go to the post office, great people at the post office, but sometimes you're overwhelmed. Sometimes there are a lot of people waiting in line. Sometimes you don't know if you should wear a mask or not or social distancing or whatever. Could take you hours, and that means money, especially for a small business doing some online selling. Why not go to stamps.com and let you print official postage right from your computer? Saves you money in the process so you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been an indispensable partner for over a million businesses. And Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. You don't have to go down there. Get discounts you can't find anywhere else like up to 40% off of USPS and 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer, a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. So go right now to Stamps.com. Promo code PAGS, P-A-G-S. Get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Go to Stamps.com right now. Click on the microphone at the top of the page. Enter my code PAGS. Make it happen. I've got less than a minute, but uh, Arnie, it's all yours. Let's go. Uh, evening, sir. I bet right about now uh, President Zelensky would like to have some of the $85 million or billion dollars worth of military equipment we left over in the Afghanistan. <laughs> Such a think? great point. Such a great point. I mean, and the Afghanistan. Now, Carrie, he's going to go there now. Now we're going to call it the course, Afghanistan. Yep. You got to put the in front of everything. He's right. Eighty-two or eighty-five billion dollars worth of brand new military equipment. I mean, brand new. And former President Trump talks about it all the time. That how ridiculous it was to leave it there. And yes, I do believe that Ukraine could use that equipment and use it very, very well against Russia. Eight eight nine four one Pags. Do me a favor. Stop by J O E. P-A-G-S.com, JoePags.com. Check out all the news stories. Send me an email by clicking on contact at the bottom and sign up for the newsletter. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.